Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Kanich Yeehaw podcast here on the Last Choice Network. Uh, as always, I am Natalie. And I'm Jared. And today we are going to be talking about what is in season this spring of 2022. Um, I think it would only it only makes sense to talk about the first thing that we've been watching, which is um, Comey, because I discussed it last time on the last um, episode where I talked about what I was watching this season, and this is season two. Um, so for the most part, it's season two. I don't know if. I feel like I've already talked about it, but it's um, just about a girl, Comey, who still the goal is to make 100 friends, but she has trouble communicating, uh, which just means that she like freezes up. She doesn't really she doesn't really talk. She kind of whispers now. That's mm-hmm. like her character development. She can kind of whisper, um, but it's still just like a little slice of life kind of stuff yeah there's not really like an overarching plot it's more mostly like things day to day like the episode that we just watched episode five was all stuff during winter so they Mm -hmm. made like a snowman and had snowball fights and that's just kind of how the how the show is there's Mm -hmm. it's like loosely connected and i mean that's that's kind of what's popular right now yeah like like super slice of life like literally you could just watch the episode yeah and and i'd like to say that there is a genre that's popular right now that's gotten pretty popular which is like ooh, this this girl she's so cool Mm -hmm. and then it's like the guy who's like a loser (laughs) and um to put bluntly it shows for guys that have no bitches. They got no bitches. They wish they had them. Which is really unfortunate because I love all of these shows. Yes, me too. <laughs> they're so good. Like because they're just slice of life. Just mm-hmm. with like, ooh, she teases him and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really funny, um, because I remember whenever we like first started watching all of these shows, like this season, um, we have Comey mm-hmm. and then we have not Comey. And then we have opposite Comey. Yes. So it's it's also like, oh, I I guess Comey might be kind, kind of, of making a yeah, genre. Yeah, a popular so. genre right now. Yeah. I mean, I think Comey's still good, though. Yes, it is still good. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, but it is also still interesting to see, like, different studios kind of have their take on it. Mm-hmm. And still, like, make it a little different, you know? Right. Um. So for the most part, Comey is just still going. Is she yeah. still can't communicate I, <laughs> I update she still can't communicate <laughs> i so i've read a i've read ahead in the manga mm-hmm. and i'm like excited for the next <laughs> season and it's really unfortunate because we're only halfway through this season but i'm like ready for it to be over so that we can start the next season hopefully they renew for another season mm-hmm. but i because that's when like the actual like overarching plot and like things are held together mm-hmm. like actually starts happening there's mm-hmm. a new character introduced and it just i'm excited for that part mm-hmm. <laughs> right and then the other show or another show that we're watching this season kind of segueing into because you know we said we have comey and then we have not comey not comey so not comey is oh shoot what's What's the English name for this one? <laughs> Aharon is 
uh, indecipherable. Indecipherable. Yeah, Aharon is indecipherable. Yes. Um, and what we mean by it's not Komi is that Aharon, which is the the main girl character, it is not that she's bad at communicating. She's bad at communicating. She's bad at communicating. Yeah, but she can do it, but she's bad at it. So how <laughs> how the show starts is that she speaks so quietly that no one can hear her, mm-hmm. and so it's that same like oh she can't speak and uh she speaks so quietly Uh and things like that and one thing that honestly they haven't really done super a lot about but Uh they talk about in the very first episode how she can't really like gauge how um how like affectionate she's supposed to be with someone yeah she's about it with personal space yeah yeah so like this is something that's carried on to all of the episodes. So her and the in uh, the main character, um, they both walk home together, and they like she like holds his arm, yeah, like when they walk home. And so, but like she did, she started doing that like as soon as they met. Yes. And so it's it's one of those things where it's like, like she like sits in his lap sometimes. Yeah, she sits in his lap. She like they get they get really face to face with right. each other. Um, and I mean, so, like she feeds him. Like I mean, like she oh, yeah. she does a lot of things that are like can be considered like really personal. Yeah. And it's this is um they just met. This is their first year in high school, I think. Was that part no, of the plot? I, it's either first or second. Yes. Yeah, but basically, it's just so the main character guy. Oh, it's their first years because he's trying to. He's trying to make yeah. friends, so she is the one who sits next to him. So he. The first episode, he comes on just super like, "Hey, like my name is Rido. Like, so how's it going?" Another thing as well, you know, just like small talk, and she is talking so quietly that that he can't hear her. Right. <laughs> another thing as well is that um, he also is really bad at communicating. Yes, in his own. So, <laughs> like, he's like stoic, and like his facial he doesn't make very big facial expressions Mm -hmm. and also he always like interprets the situation like awfully (laughs) like there's a running gag and it's they super played on it in the last episode that we watched but there's a running gag that he thinks that him and aharon are always in some sort of competition Mm -hmm. Um, whether it be sports or video games or something and aharon spoilers keeps beating him but he takes he takes this competition very seriously. Yeah, and she's actually just kind of ditzy and just kind of wins. Like yeah, it just kind of happens. Like it isn't like she's some amazing sports player or video game player. Like she's just kind of derpy and ditzy, and she happens to win. Right. But he's reading it as like, oh, it's a challenge. This is my my chance to beat her at something and. Yeah. Right. One thing that I I think I like about Aharon more than Komi mm-hmm. is that it like it's like slightly more um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh extreme maybe? Yeah. It's there's a specific word I'm looking <laughs> for. I just can't think about it. Um uh, oh well. So like the jokes are just like the same jokes just like turned up a little bit Mm -hmm. so there's a joke in there this this show has definitely made me laugh a lot so 
it's like the first episode he's like so the main character is trying to figure out how to communicate with her and because she speaks so quietly and he's like why can i you know talk with her why can't i understand what she's saying whenever she's holding like my arm and he's like oh it's the vibrations yeah. through you know through the bone that you know <laughs> and so he like brings this up the next time and he's like okay well we just need to like make connect, con- <laughs> connect. and then she like headbutts head him <laughs> and it is i i laughed yeah. so much and every time and then there's like you know a little montage where every time she tries to talk to him it's just her headbutting him yeah until finally he's like i don't think this is working yeah and it's it's just really funny mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely a lot it goes to a lot more extremes than comey um with with the humor because i know another part of that joke is like one of the final stages of it is he does like like messenger pigeons yeah. or like messenger falcons or they rap battle yeah oh yeah they rap battle <laughs> in order to communicate so it's really silly yeah it's really silly like but the, but that's what makes it so good yeah um it's i think it's kind of interesting though because the the introductions of characters seem to be going a lot slower than yes. with Comey. Okay. Because it really is just these two characters in this show, it feels like. Yeah, they introduce one, one yeah. they introduce one other character who is um a Harn's friend ish. Stalker. Stalker. <laughs> yeah. Um they introduced her. She's really only been in like two episodes prominently. Um and then they just now introduced Aharon's younger brother, but I don't know if they're gonna do anything with him. <laughs> They've they've had um, what's the main character's name again? Rido. Rido. They've had yeah. Rido's friend, like once. Yeah. Um, but it is mostly just with it's them. It's mostly just them. Which is so opposite of Comey, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy about it <laughs> because one thing that I kind of don't like about Comey is just how many characters there are. Mm-hmm. It's like an obscene amount of characters introduced all the time mm-hmm. and so none of them get to really develop yeah and i mean even shoot even comey and um tadano tadano that's his name. even <laughs> comey and tadano have yeah. barely developed a character yeah. they're just kind of they kind of just go along with the whims of the other characters that are established in comey yeah yeah um okay and then aharon is very funny i would recommend it yes um and then the other one we're watching which is opposite comey opposite comey so i guess what we mean by opposite is that well one the girl is very confident yes she's very confident and then the other but the boy is still incompetent incompetent (laughs) still kind of like the oh like i'm a loser i'm a loser kind of guy um yeah so i guess with oh and it's a shikamori shikamori is not just a cutie yeah so shikamori which is a girl um is what's his name is dating yuzumi yuzumi right Uh, yeah well that's the first thing they're already dating so i should say with with komi so with komi there's like obvious romantic tension because Comey obviously has a, has a crush yeah both of them do Tadano yeah okay yeah sorry yeah. Tadano I was about to say and then in our Harin, yeah there's kind of no romance there there's not but we did get the like they are spoiled. yeah like they are 
very physically close, which I think can be kind of like as like I mean maybe it's you could call it fan service or whatever. Yeah. But like the way that they interact with each other, there's not really a lot of romance yeah, happening. Yeah, they're Baharin. like back and forths are like like regular friends. Yeah, they're like friends. Um, so whether that goes in the romance route or not, I mean. Okay, and then in Shikamori, they're already dating. Yeah. <laughs> pre established relationship. Which can be pretty nice sometimes. You yes, don't have it can to, be. You, you have to wait have to for wait. all this yeah. tension to build up. Right. And they're already that's not like dating. the main that's not like the main plot, I guess, is the tension. Mm-hmm. The main plot is them in their dating lives already with their friends. Um so Shikamori is very confident. Um, she's kind of a can do anything character. She can do anything. She's like, and she'll try to do anything too. Right. She's yeah. like super athletic. She like has these awesome uh, reflexes. Reflexes yeah. and like mm-hmm. she she looks super cute, but also super it's cool. Really cool, yeah. And she's kind of she's we. We referred to this uh, whenever we first watched this as like an Utna character. She's got pink hair. She's Long very pink hair, yeah. like masculine at times, mm-hmm. and the opposite of Izumi. Yeah, Izumi. Who is like his whole thing is that misfortune just kind of follows him. Mm-hmm. So like whether it's um, getting splashed by water by an oncoming car getting um hit in the head by baseballs just things like that and a bunch of unfortunate things yeah and so um uh shikimori her whole thing is that you know she's so like um, so competent so yes that she can like protect him from all of those things Mm -hmm. I am just waiting for something to happen. Yes. So in the first episode, just like, it's not even like a super spoiler, but it's like a, it's like towards the end of the episode, they're walking home together and it's kind of like, like later in the, in the day and like a sign, like a shop sign or something like starts to like falls and is about to hit Izumi and she like roundhouse kicks it. Yeah. Out of the way. And when she did that, I was like, there is something that's going to happen in this anime. There has to be something that happens that's right. more than just this slice of life. We're dating. BS. You know, like yeah. this like day-to-day stuff. Because she's like... She's on top of she's everything. Very, she's like so competent. Mm. And just seems to, and is very protective of Izumi. Is another thing that I find a little odd. Like, not that it isn't like good or whatever, yeah. but like it's a little odd. I mean, there is a moment whenever she visits Izumi's family, and his mom is all like, "Oh, like he comes home with a lot less bumps and bruises now." Ha ha ha! Mm-hmm. You know, like, thank you for protecting my son. And I just, and also in the intro. So the intro. <laughs> The intro has like a like there are two scenes in the intro. One where it looks like there's like a female Izumi mm-hmm. and they're like on the hair. roof. Yeah. And then there's also a scene where it's Izumi talking to Shikimori and she like starts crying. Yeah. Something. Something. Has something to happen. happens. Another thing is that so. 
pretty much every season-ish, um, always has, like, one show where the manga readers are like, watch out for this show, mm-hmm. because it's gonna be good. And from what I understand, that's Shikimori. I don't want to look up any spoilers. Right. But something's gotta go down. Yeah, and she also seems like she knows way too much. Mm-hmm. Like, not like not just like premonition stuff, but like... Like, she seems like she has like memories or like... Uh, um, I'm getting the feel of like some reincarnation kind of... I'm getting the reincarnation vibes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're always like... They're, like, bounded together by fate or whatever. And, but only Shikamari knows that and Izumi doesn't kind of thing. I'm getting those vibes. But, once again, right now, we're just kind of getting presented with more slice of life stuff with Izumi, you know, being clumsy. Yeah. And Shikamori saving the day. That's kind of, like, what we're at right now with the show. Um, but I really hope. Oh yeah, we could be totally wrong. We could be grasping yeah. at straws right we now. We could be. And... We could be so wrong right yeah. now. I hope we're not. I really <laughs> hope that we're not. I hope yes. it turns out to be some like Higarashi thing mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you know, it starts out as this slice of life, and then it's like, I've been replaying this last Scenario year for a hundred years and things like that. And so that's what I hope it is. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it actually is or not. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We're on episode five and nothing has happened yet. Nothing major has happened. So. We'll see. And I guess another, like, kind of fun part of Shikimori, and why it's called, like, Shikimori is not just a cutie, um, is that she can still get really bashful around Izumi, which I think is pretty adorable. Yeah. Like, she she is definitely very, like, you know, we keep saying we're, like, competent, confident, but when Izumi, like... She really wants Izumi to call her cute. And yeah. the, the thing is that so far in the show, I've been trying to like keep up with it. I don't think he's actually called her cute to her face. He always says it in like as an inner dialogue. Ah. Which I think she's like waiting for him to call her cute. Mm-hmm. But he just keeps saying cool. <laughs> um, Another thing about this show. It was in like the second episode, maybe first episode. Mm-hmm. It was like... Like really Utna and like it was it was like you would think that this was a lesbian show if they it wasn't already set up that they were dating. That they were dating. Because there are some they animate Shikamori in a very masculine way in the way that Utna was animated. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, we're talking about Revolutionary Girl Utna. Revolutionary we've, Girl We've Utna. talked about um, this show as something that's considered a classic um you know aired in the 90s kind of show where um i guess the thing with utna is that she is this like long pink hair heroine but she is um masculine yeah she's very masculine in the way that she presents herself like she's very much like in the show says um i want to be a prince you know she wears the male uniform she wears the male uniform and she's She's her purpose is to save the maiden, Anthe. So, and I think it's really funny now that we have Shikamori because whenever I watch it, I'm like, wow, like they created Shikamori to be a straight Utna. Yeah. <laughs> because the boys wanted to date Utna. Right. They created Shikamori um, because she's very Utna. Same character design. Yeah. You know, then there's like 
there's like this volleyball scene with Where, this like there this this girl that's like the oh, star. Oh, it was such bait. And it was, it was like, bait. wow, you're so you're so strong. And there's been I've never met someone like you. And even even the the other like female friend in their friend circle was like, damn, I really wanted to date her. And then she started dating you. Yeah. Like, she says that. They didn't go anywhere with that either. No, but she, like, says that very explicitly. That I had a crush on Shikimori. She's like, Shikimori's my type. Yes, Shikimori is my type. Yeah. Which. (laughs) (laughs) But they're not going to go anywhere with that. Because the show is about the relationship that already exists. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's interesting. I'm excited to see where it goes oh yeah me too yeah and then you are watching some shows Spikes oh wait family. oh man i almost forgot Spikes. i so, almost forgot Spikes family because it's so different so it is completely watching. different than everything else we're watching but i will say there are a so couple good. of special things about Spikes family yeah do you want to like describe it oh yeah so Spikes family um well first of all it is you pointed out it's made by two story two, two studios. studios it's a collaboration between Wit Studio and Cloverworks. So Wit Studio is known for, um, I mean, mainly Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. They also did the, the Great Pretender I saw on Netflix. And then Cloverworks is super known for Fairy Tale, I would say. And then they also did The Promised Neverland and yeah. a bunch of other little shows that. Pretty, these are pretty big name pretty, companies. Yeah, they, I mean, they both. Hard hitters. Are very hard hitters. Yeah. And I think the show. Is a very, Spike's family is a very hard hitter for me. Oh yeah, Spike's family is really good. This is really good. <laughs> so the plot of Spike's family is that so there's the main the three main characters, the main guy Lloyd, he is um, he's the number one spy in like the world, and he's been tasked with this mission that will um, that basically decides the fate between the east and the west mm-hmm. and this is so, very, a very european based anime also, oh yeah so it takes place in like let's see there's a tv like the 20s um, oh i think a little later than that maybe 30s. oh sorry 30s or 40s 40s i mean 30s yeah. or 40s probably there's yeah probably 40s i don't know what i was thinking <laughs> um they, they have they have black and white tv yeah um and um so he's the number one spy and his mission he has to create this fake family so that he can get his child enrolled in this school so that he can complete his mission so it's so he can get close to a yes because there's another child that goes to that school whose father is like his target yes essentially so so the child that he meets uh he gets at an orphanage and she has the ability to read minds so she knows that he's a spy and that's one of the reasons why she tries so hard to be with him he doesn't like ever say that he's a spy he keeps it a secret he thinks a lot in his head though yes she she knows a lot because that's actually to me that's so funny that he's like i need the perfect child for this spy mission and she's like spy yeah basically (laughs) yeah like she like lies about her age and Mm -hmm. she he like gives her a test and she like he like is talking about the answers in his head so mm-hmm. she like just repeats it back that's like the, that was one of the funniest moments maybe like his first test or she actually does this herself she initiates this herself where 
um, she pulls up a newspaper and it's crossword or the oh, or crosswords yeah. and it's blank, right? Oh yeah, because he's like, I need a I need a kid that's really smart. Yeah. So she holds up the newspaper with a blank crossword puzzle and then she goes down and she like goes for it, but he's looking over her shoulder and he's thinking all the answers. So she's just copying what he's saying and she, that's how she's able to fake it. Right. And he's like, oh, she must be really smart. But honestly, she's really ditzy. She is, because she's like four. Yeah, because she, yeah, <laughs> she's exactly. like four she's years like a, old. She's a, a baby. Yeah. <laughs> but she is animated so well. Mm-hmm. The faces that she makes is really so funny. <laughs> funny because they're so exaggerated. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, there's Yor. Um, she's, she's an assassin. And so, but she agrees to be like a fake wife to Lloyd and mother to Anya because um, she doesn't want to blow her cover that she's a woman in her late 20s without a boyfriend without or a husband. Family, yeah. And so this is the 30s, remember? Right. So you can't be you can't be a single woman in the 30s. That's very frowned upon. Right. <laughs> and so like so they come together to make this nice family. And that's one of the things that's so like good about it is that it really is a nice family it's a really like nice family. they <laughs> they they say that it's like oh this is an act you know but like they really act they act other. like a really sweet nice family yeah like nobody so uh, so your doesn't know that lloyd's a spy and lloyd doesn't know that yours an assassin right? right like they are keeping that secret from each other because they don't i mean you know they don't know who to trust, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. And uh, then Anya's in the middle of it all, like, knowing, but also trying not to reveal how she knows, you know? Right, because like, Anya also knows that you're an assassin. You're an assassin. Because she talks about it in her brain. Yeah, and she'll, <laughs> and that's, she, your world's just, like, talk about how she'll kill somebody, and Anya's just, like, like, makes one of those funny faces <laughs> that she makes, and it's so, it's just so hilarious. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the way that, like, Lloyd in your are together and with Anya is just really sweet. It really is. Yeah, because because Lloyd is still trying to be like a good man, right? Like on on the outside, trying to look like a good father, especially since like it to the average person, him like spontaneously proposing to your with a child, you know, yeah. it's you know kind of a little sus, right? Um, but I really hope I really hope they. They fall for each other. I think that's the that's the direction because Good. they um, <laughs> it is he there is some like inner conflict in him where he's like always has to remind himself like oh this mission. is this is just for the mission mm-hmm. but then he does stuff like get angry on Anya's behalf mm-hmm. and like things that was like really that sweet. Made my yeah heart. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like you can see that the emotions are forming mm-hmm. um, the attachment right. Yeah, Even and Anya's like, it's trying just for the mission. Yeah, and Anya because Anya can you know hear his his thoughts of like it's just for the mission. Anya tries really hard. Right, because she's been through a couple families couple before, of families, but yeah. since she can mind read, she's a weird kid. Yeah, and nobody wants to deal with her. But right. she's like this. Could, this could be it. This could be it, guys. <laughs> and she's super into spy shows, mm-hmm. so she's like, he's a spy. I have to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, some things about something that's interesting so spike's family was also one of the like most anticipated shows of the season yeah and it is one of the only shows in on my anime list like dot com um that has a nine rating like it's one of the only few that have above a nine 
Mm-hmm. And so right now it's like number two top show on mm-hmm. my anime list. Mm-hmm. Which I can, is crazy. I can see this one. I can see this one sticking around. Like, you yeah, know. I hope it has a couple seasons. It's, yeah, whether uh, it has a couple seasons just, or not, I just mean like impact wise. Yeah. I, mean, I can see people maybe talking about it or re- reminiscing. It's, maybe it's a better word. The second season is already scheduled for October. Yeah, I'm very excited to see this one continue. Mm-hmm. And then, I, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm watching two other shows. Um, I'm watching the third season of Love is War, which is very good. Um, it brings back all the same things from the last two seasons. And uh, it's actually bringing up like previous conflicts. It's still super funny. Like there's an episode where they have a rap battle because that's how he wants to convey his feelings. And they even have like a special ending for like ending a song and animation for that episode and it's all just still really nice and sweet because it's that plot of if you've never seen love is war the plot is that there are these um two elite high schoolers and they're in the student council and they like it's a boy and a girl and they have like obvious feelings for each other but because they are like the number one and number two in the school they have this like they both have a real big superiority complex and so neither of them want to um confess that they actually like each other Mm -hmm. and so they they do these like off the wall like manipulative tactics to try to get the other one to confess confess so that they yeah to confess first (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then there's the site the like um supporting cast is also really good as well Mm -hmm. like you have the secretary and then like i think he's in charge the other characters in charge of money or something like that regardless it's a really good cast really good script and i i listened to so i'm i'm watching it sub just because that's what it first came out as and but i've actually been recommended on youtube like um videos of it dubbed and the dub is actually really funny oh yeah (laughs) yeah so like the narrator and the inflection of how things are said are just really funny i'm not gonna switch over to the dub but if i were to watch it again with you i maybe recommend the dub dub. yeah okay because it seems pretty funny like the narr the narrator is really funny Mm -hmm. um and then i'm watching um love after world domination so this show is very good so the the plot of the show is that there's like the super sentai team there i think it's it's something like freezing gelato or something like that (laughs) and so the main character is the leader of the team he's red gelato and he's like this real meathead and like he's a himbo mm-hmm. yeah and so the and then there's the like the villains of like you know they're very stereotypically like super sentai villains of like bear with guns on his <laughs> shoulders and like I think the main girl is Reaper Princess, and you know she has like a skull. Yeah, basically she has a flail. You know. Yeah, yeah. 
And so the main villain and the main hero are dating. And so it is just such a funny concept of uh, like I've seen um back back in the day on Tumblr um there's this post that would go around that basically explained this exactly mm-hmm. of like oh someone should make a show about where the main hero and villain are dating and mm-hmm. the, you know they have conflict and things like that and that's exactly what this is so i didn't realize that there were high schoolers until it was explicitly said <laughs> because like the main character is like pretty muscular and well built mm-hmm. and then the main female is like kind of scantily clad and so i didn't think that they were teenagers Whoops. but i guess they're high schoolers Oops. <laughs> yeah um but that actually just kind of plays into it because so like during battles they like are like oh you know and they're like blocking each other's attacks <laughs> like not going very hard and they're like then they're like let's take this somewhere else and then they go off like the battlefield just to like sit and talk with each other <laughs> and they're like both of them are like super new to relationships and so they're like i i think we're supposed to hold hands and they're like you know like super shaky and things like that um and just like having to keep a secret that like they're dating because obviously it's super taboo mm-hmm. and then Aside from that, every once in a while, it'll be like, take me on a regular date. And so he'll, they'll like, out of their super costumes, mm-hmm. they'll, like, go on, like, a date. And, you know, it's really sweet. Aww. And it's pretty funny. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a show that, well, it is a show that uh, it's kind of... I don't know where they're going to go with it mm-hmm. because like episode five, the the joke is kind of like getting stale. Oh, so like, yeah, because there's not all that much that you could do with it. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's just like a bunch of like hit, like one, one shot scenarios. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's one of those shows where it's like after like the third episode, third, fourth episode, you're like, okay. You know, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, they're... That's the plot. Yeah. that's. The, it's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just not going to be, like, the best show in the season, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Cute for... Cute, cute for a season. Yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah. And then I think that's it. Yeah. That's... So that's what we're watching. Yeah. This season. Obviously, there's more stuff out there, but that this is what we're choosing to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. I tried to watch a couple other shows. I tried to watch... Um, um the second season of shield hero and i hate it when shows do this so there was um the end of the first season which was like i don't know four years ago Mm -hmm. maybe and then they start this new season and i think that there was a time skip like mm. there are characters i don't even remember <laughs> like i think they're they're just, they're just bring it all and then there's like not really connected and like i just couldn't get into it mm-hmm. and then there's also another show um uh, i cannot remember what it's called but the plot of the show is that um is that there's a um there's a guy 
that's come back to his like country town um, because one of his friends was um, one of his friends died. Mm-hmm. And so the first episode is all about, you know, like, oh, you know, here's the um, memorial, here's the service, and, you know, having to rekindle relationships, things like that. Mm-hmm. But there's um, reason to believe that she was actually murdered. And so then they're like, oh, we have to get up to the, you know, and there's, they bring up this, like, folk story about how, like, um, like, there are doppelgangers that, like, will replace you and kill your family. And then the, the first episode ends with the main character in like the woods with one of the other main characters and her doppelganger is holding a gun to her head and it's just like a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's got like that like kind of like higurashi madness vibe to it like of like here's a like country town and it's a little messed up and it's a little messed up and mm-hmm. i don't know i just couldn't get into it mm-hmm. but like a lot. <laughs> yeah yeah and it was it was a little too like this is stupid <laughs> <laughs> all right well that is what we're watching this season mm-hmm. um and yeah that we just wanted to share that with you guys our opinions so thank you for tuning in to this episode of Kanichi Ha here on the Last Race Network. Um, once again, I'm Natalie. And I'm Jared. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. See you in the next episode. Yeehaw. <laughs>